Hello, you lovely, lovely people, and welcome to the latest episode of the BJJ Strength Podcast. Today, I'm bringing you an episode with the Grappling Dads, or Paul and Kip, of the Grappling Dads podcast. I, I've had a lot of fun interviewing these guys, two, two real, genuine characters, fucking hilarious. I had a lot of fun um, speaking to these guys. Hopefully, that comes across in the interview, and it's very entertaining from you. And that was one of the reasons one of my listeners, and apologies, I forgot who recommended me to get Paul and Kip on. Um, I'll have to look up my notes, but... You know, that was one of the reasons they were suggested to come onto the show is, you know, for the entertainment value. But um, as as the name suggests of their podcast, The Grappling Dads, they are two dads that grapple. They've got well, five kids between them, um, you know, both both married, both have full-time jobs, and they still train jiu-jitsu, are still able to get on the mat, despite um, you're going to hear some of Paul's injuries over his jiu-jitsu uh, career from you know, 10 years of training jiu-jitsu, but still trains, still pushes through. And I think it reflects, for me, the reality of most people that train jiu-jitsu. We like to idolize the really big athletes that are, you know, you see in the highlight videos and, you know, yes, they're amazing athletes and it's great to aspire to, to that kind of level. But... 95% of people in jiu-jitsu typically don't even compete, let alone reach that kind of level. It's such a small percentage of people that reach that level. And what's unique for me about jiu-jitsu, well, not for, for me, I think you know, for most people, is that unlike other sports where it's funded maybe by spectator money and people watching and supporting the sport, jiu-jitsu is funded by people that train day in, day out. If you don't have the people that don't compete, the people that just want to do jiu-jitsu as a hobby, you know, they have a wife, kids, or husband and kids and, and family, etc. If we, if it wasn't for those people that train jiu-jitsu, there wouldn't be academies, there wouldn't be instructors, there wouldn't be these competitions. So uh, for me, I think it's that is the jiu-jitsu lifestyle. The jiu-jitsu lifestyle. We like to think that it might be, you know, walking down by the beach wearing a pair of Havaianas and eating acai with our geese over our shoulders, etc., etc. But it's not. The reality of jiu-jitsu for most people is completely different. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get Paul and Kip on today because it's, it's a big theme of their show and, you know, it was, a, for me, an interesting conversation to have and we touch on a lot of themes that I think are going to be personal for, for many listeners. So... With that, just before we get into it, if you haven't already, head over to youtube.com forward slash BJJ Strength to subscribe to the YouTube channel. A bunch of good videos in there in, in terms of, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, stuff about, um, you know, physical optimization for jiu-jitsu. I think you've heard that spiel before. You probably know what's going on. Um, but also head over to bjjstrength.com and maybe check out the free breathing for BJJ course. That is up there, or the free ebook uh, um, tackling lower back pain for jujitsu athletes. But anyway, guys, with that, let's get on to the interview with Paul and Kip. You're listening to the BJJ Strength Podcast, helping you be your best physically on the mats and off the mats. Physical optimization specialist Lawrence Griffiths. Uh, 
Hello everyone, welcome to the latest BJJ's Friend podcast and today we've got our very first three-way interview. If uh, one of the guests can get close, close enough to the mic. <laughs> so, we've, got, we've got Paul Paul and Kip from the Grappling Dads podcast. Guys, why don't you say hello? Hey, what's going on? Hey, this is Paul. I didn't know we were identifying ourselves. Oh, they, they have to know who sounds like what. No. It's actually, it's actually one person, but the, that, little, that little pause is the person switching between voices. No. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a really talented person that can pull off two morons. It's really cool. <laughs> let's, see if, let's see if they can do three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pull it all together for the show. So the, so the reason I've got, I got you guys on was I put, out, I put out the post to my followers probably about six weeks ago, I think, and saying, you know, who would you want to get on the show? And you guys came up as, get these guys on. They're hilarious. I've listened to a couple of your shows. You know, very, very good content, but very good to listen to as well in terms of, in terms of the humor and the style. And what we'd, you know, we were talking about offline is, you know, I think what we're going to talk about today is the reality of jujitsu for most people. And it's not, you know, all teenagers work with sponsorship, eating acai bowls and training full time. <laughs> Croiler. Curler, do you want to do you want to say evil? <laughs> he lives on them, I do believe. That is sushi. <laughs> is he is he on the gritty diet? <laughs> no, uh, he he's he's modified it to his own. He does he's he did the actually did do the Gracie diet back in the day. Yeah, um, but he switched. Yeah, he's got his own like hybrid. Um, it's it basically surfaces around circles around him. Um, you know, eating the ocean, he's really good at that. <laughs> he can eat a f- you know, large school of fish at one sitting. Well, apparently that's a secret uh, Kron Gracie as well, isn't it? The pes- pescatarian diet. Uh, pescatarian, yeah. yeah. It's very yeah. similar. And if he hadn't eaten fish all his life, he would have been shit. Oh, that dude's garbage without fish. <laughs> <laughs> I tell Carla that shit all the time. I'm like, oh, dude, man, if you didn't eat fish, I would fuck you up. <laughs> all those all, all those omega fatty acids <laughs> fish oil it's it's the it's the snake oil of the 2010 <laughs> isn't that about when it got big like 2010 who doesn't need fish oil who's about then i don't i did you eat fish oil oh hell no no. Uh, guilty. <laughs> guilty. I, I, I any, that. Anything that has to do with like joint warfare is I'm all about that. It doesn't work, but I figure if I stop taking it, it might get worse. So I'm scared to quit taking all my vitamins in case the body just collapses. Oh, it, it's already collapsed. That's my problem. I'm trying to like uh, try to get uncollapsed, and that's that's been my real issue. So I, I do uh, the fish oil and uh, what's that thing? It's called I think Animal Stack for joints. Animal Stack. Yeah, I think it's like the cheapest. It's the cheapest supplements out there for joints. But I'm like, well, I need to keep taking it, and I need to be able to afford it. So I try to like, what's the best bang for your buck? And they're like, yeah, this is okay. So that's what I do. <laughs> There's Paul's motto. Yeah, this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not unlike my jujitsu game. It's okay. This is just what I do. So you were uh, right. So you both you you both trained jujitsu, hence the podcast, the Grappling Dads podcast. Why didn't you Why didn't you tell people a bit about your podcast and what it what it's about? He always makes me do this. 
<laughs> we started we started the podcast out oddly enough as like this very we're going to be really more like yours like oh let's be informational helpful improve people's lives and then we quickly realized we suck at that so <laughs> we went more the opposite direction we we abuse not only our listeners but anybody that ventures onto our show um, but no we have a lot of fun and it's just turned into a a lot of newer people, older, older sect of, you know, higher belts listen to us. We have some black belts that send in information for us. Um, and, but a big sect is, is beginners. And it, like you said, the non one percenters is who listens to us. And we're just, it's, if you listen to our podcast, it's just like sitting here with me and Paul, um, talking about what, you know, whatever we come up to talk about, usually Paul. Yeah, so in my in my head, I wanted your exact podcast. I've listened to a few years. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give people tips and tricks on how to like uh, get ment- uh, mentally and physically fit and uh, injury free and overcoming and uh, very motivational. And quickly realized that I keep on fucking it up, and it's hilarious. So, <laughs> so we just kind of went with the funny because we can't. We literally we can't do it right. So I'm like, well, it's funny how it comes out. So we'll just go with that. And uh, we kind of got real lucky with Corella Gracie. So we're like, hey, people are sending us these kind of questions. And I have these kind of questions because we're just a couple of blue belts. And we don't, we don't know any, anything as far as uh, real in-depth stuff. So we send, we send all our questions to him. And he answers it. And we read them on the show. Uh, my reading ability is pretty low. I think my kids are, are, are better than me. So, you know, it's, just, it's, it's kind of a joke, but it's also really good information too. So you get both. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you think that. My podcast is any of those things, first of all. So I appreciate, I appreciate We can take that. it back. I don't mind. I can, I can edit that bit out. <laughs> oh, he edits, dude. Yeah, we, yeah. Don't, we don't edit. Oh, I barely. So, I, 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 it's I, show I, code. I edit like toilet breaks because it's just a blank, blank <laughs> That's pretty much it. Nice. I like that. We don't even do that. Our show code is if we say it, everybody gets to hear it. And we've said some dumb shit. <laughs> so, but we do, we have a lot of fun. We get our, our listeners are our favorite. Um, if you listen to us, it's, it's, yeah, you're gonna, you're an, you're an interesting person if you listen to us, but uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Our guys, like we get gifts in the mail that are just hilarious. Most of our reviews are mostly insulting. Yeah. Um, but we also, we get in emails from all over the world. So we got one from the Philippines last week, which is really cool. Um, I was wondering the two people that were listening uh, <laughs> in the Philippines, uh, but we have a we have a pretty darn big following in Australia, and and also uh-huh. and you know that and they we have a kid that is amazing at jujitsu. He got beat up for two years, just got beat for being too little, this and that, and now we're part of that. Where he's you know he we get videos of his competitions now. Super fun to see. The dude's awesome. The kids awesome and his parents are coming over here they want to meet us and and uh they're like oh you should come here we're like ha i'm poor and so that's not happening but that's the kind of thing it's it's we do a little bit of everything and it's we make it fun well we don't try to but we're you know that level of intelligence you know you want it here which is quite high it's not so we really we really really try to you know our best to bring it up and we just fail every week but you know, it's a lot of fun. Um, we'd love to have your listeners come over. We want, we're definitely yeah. going to have our listeners come over here. They usually follow us wherever we go. So, um, sorry about that. 
you might get an email. <laughs> they may insult you. I'll delete it. It's, it's all out of love. I'll delete, <laughs> I'll delete it. That's not fun. <laughs> it's I, I've I've listened I listened to a few shows and um we mentioned the Tim Ferriss podcast earlier, right? And the Tim Ferriss podcast is it's it's a good informational podcast, but there are times when do you know what? I don't want any more information. I just want to listen to some fucking chat. I want to laugh. I want to, I want to switch off a little bit. That's where Joe Rogan comes in. <laughs> <laughs> but his can be, I, I love, I, I love Joe Rogan's, but he has the same guests on all the time. And uh, do you know when I see he's got a comedian on there? I'm like, uh, you know, I want to listen to it, but I'm, I'm, and then I'm more like the ones where he has like, well, what's that doctor that he has on all the time? The female doctor. She's kind of hot. Uh, Dr. Rhonda oh. Patrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's what I learned about uh, time-restricted eating, which I've just stuck to since she's been on that show. Yeah. Do you do that? Uh, like, I do intermittent. I call it intermittent fasting, yeah. So yeah, I, don't yeah. Eat, I don't eat breakfast. Yeah. Right, yeah, same. I eat donuts. <laughs> I just want to be part of this conversation. Are they, are they paleo donuts, though? <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I... I care a bit about what goes into my body and when and stuff like that. Like I, I give some shits. Kip, there, there's, there's zero fucks. Like, yeah. There's not one given of what enters his body as far as like, I mean, look what he's drinking now. What is so, it? Uh, it's Red Bull. It's Red Bull. He's drinking Red Bull. In, and my snack of choice is a Snickers bite. <laughs> and what, ty- what time is it with you guys right now? Uh, it's what? Almost eight? Almost eight. Eight o'clock here? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you're going to get a nice, nice, decent sleep after that Red Bull then. Oh, I'll drink this shit in bed. <laughs> really? Fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to condition yourself for this kind of abuse. <laughs> oh, I, know, I know people that would drink coffee in bed. Literally, my next door neighbor used to drink coffee in bed. And I'm, I, I, just, I can't do it after midday. I feel like I'm on crack. Yeah, same. I got, I got one coffee a day. And if I drink any more than that, I start getting like muscle spasms. And I can't sleep at night. It's awful. <laughs> See, this is this is the reality, right, of most people's lives. I think, well, maybe lives, but I know the people that do jujitsu, and we see, uh, let's say, Marcus Buchecha, right, and we see a nice highlight video, and yeah, that guy is working hard, and he's not beat up. You know, not to say that he's not beat up; he's going to be tired, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it all looks nice and, and flashy. But the reality is, you, you guys trained? Do you train tonight? Uh, no, typically I, we go uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, sometimes on Fridays when, uh, when there's open mat and we do uh, Sunday. So Sunday yeah. we typically go over like curriculum stuff and yeah. you know, the more drilling. Yeah. So, you know, you, let's say you had, tra- let's say today was a training day, right? So you train, you come home and now you, it's, it's evening, you got to eat and then you got to get to bed, then you got to get up for work. Like it's, it's hard work, right? So the, fir- the first, first real question, the first real question I've got for you guys, we've, people talk about how hard jujitsu is all the time. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, cod liver oil or fish oil, cod liver oil, we used to call it in the UK and taking that for your joints. People mourn about everything hurts all the time. With that in mind, why do you still do jujitsu? <laughs> it it hurts more to not do it at this point. It's it's just a it's a love. If I don't do jujitsu for a long enough period of time, I get angry. You know, it it's very cliche, and it's you know whatever. I get it, whatever. But it makes me a better husband, father, person. Yeah, I'm not really, but you know what I mean. It's just I. I 
<laughs> but I just, I feel, I feel better when I do it, even though it, it hurts. And to your point, yeah. like the, the whole family thing, like I have a wife and I have two kids and I work, I, I worked 78 hours last week. I worked 75 hours a week before I'll be working almost 80 hours this week. And that's just, what, what, just what do you life. do? I'm a machinist. So okay. I make, make parts for cars I can't afford. It's awesome. And, uh, and yeah, so then we, we train you know, three, four days a week if, if we can. And then we have to be the, you know, the, the family guys. And he has three kids. And he has three daughters. And uh, we do the podcast. So, yeah, life is, life is busy. So I gotta, and then I got to find time to stretch and kind of you know, do some workout so I don't die. So I get up at you know, the whole Jocko Willink, get up at 4.30 so I can stretch out and kind of do uh, foam rolling and stuff for 20, 25 minutes. Then I go to work and work 11, 12 hours a day. And then I go to jujitsu and do that, come home, take a shower, stretch again before I go to bed. And then when I get up in the morning, do it all over again. Oh, you want to hear my awesome day? So, so this is, this is, this is the opposite of Paul. I, uh, yeah, I get up at, uh, you know, six thirty after going to bed at, you know, 12, one, uh, <laughs> bright and early and, uh, take, uh, help my wife get the kids ready. Yeah, that's it. And then I uh, work really hard. I don't stretch a damn thing. Um, start drinking coffee immediately. Um, that goes till about three in the afternoon and then I go to work at a bank and I sit at a desk, <laughs> um, humor people, I'm good at humoring people. Yeah. That was the most difficult part of my day. Humoring, humoring people. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. You can totally get that loan. No, you can't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then I go and train. I have a little advantage. And so does Paul really, uh, all three of my kid, all three of my girls train jujitsu. So I have a four year old, almost nine and a 13 year old, all three of them do jujitsu. The older two are still like to compete. So they'll compete. Um, and the littlest one just started what month, month, month and a half ago. And she's only four and she's doing, doing great and driving the coach insane. It's, you know, entertaining for me really. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's hard even with my schedule where I can't work more than 40 hours. Uh, they just send me the hell home and, uh, it's a rough life I have. Uh, I think I worked till noon on Wednesday. Yeah, I deserve that. Stop flipping me off. It hurts my feelings. Yeah, but for, for, 40, even 40 hours with getting to work, three. Yeah, it's, it's still. It I don't know how you do 70 plus hours a week and still train jujitsu, though, Paul. That's... Well, he starts, he starts at what? Five? So I get up at uh, 4.30, 4.45 to do my whole routine. I get to work by about 5.30. Yep. maybe 5:45 but yeah my work day starts at 5:45 or 6 and yep I work till a little after 5 and go right to jiu jitsu and you know kind of watch the kids and cuz my kids do the jiu jitsu thing too so I watch and help out if I you know if I can or if I need to and you know then jump right into it do my 2 hours go home and you know die yeah pretty much yeah I just I don't have a problem sleeping which is great <laughs> but yeah that's that's what I was saying is even with 40 hours it's not enough you know, my wife and I both work. She trains jujitsu. She's a blue belt also. And, um, yeah, she's dangerous. She's got like these bony ass fingers. Holy crap. Bony ass arms. She chokes you just by thinking about it. It's really annoying. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, we all train and the only way we can make it even half work is because the kids do it mm. because we can take them there. They feel like they own the back of the gym, but still, you know, it's the only way we could do it. If, if our kids weren't interested in it and we had to drag them there every day, we couldn't do it. 
it just wouldn't happen because there's just not enough time in the day. Mm. You know, the first three days of each week, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are jujitsu centric. It's bad because we do the, we do our show recordings on Tuesdays. We have class for two hours, over two hours, pretty much Monday and Wednesday. Um, until I got injured, I was, that's what we were doing. And it's, it, dude, it wears you out. Not getting home till nine and trying to put a four-year-old to bed. <sighs> yeah, no, don't like doing it. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just the reality of most people. And that comes up a lot on our show is, is people just reaching out. Like we just got one that was asking the same thing. He camp, I don't know what he was talking about, but he spends 50% of his time at camp and it's away from the gym. And he was asking us, you know, how do I, you know, keep it, you know, moving forward in jujitsu. Yeah, I pass that on to a brown belt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Paul, you answered, but Kip, it's hard. It's hard. So why, why do you still do jiu-jitsu with all of that? Well, I'm bitter right now. Um, <laughs> how long ago did that happen, did the incident? Oh, you're injured? No, it's longer than that. Well, it was, yeah, it's been like two months. Um, it's been a, about two months ago. Yeah, I'm very injured actually. Um, I, uh, two months ago I was rolling with someone that was, you know, just overly aggressive white belt and I was trying to play nice, which I shouldn't have. And I got spiked on my head when he tried to pull away from an arm bar that was sunk. Whoops. And, uh, what that did is I now have a ex extruding C6 and C7 that's pinching the nerve in my left for my left side. Like to the point where he, the doctor said severe like four times. I'm like, I get it. It's not good. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I'm weak on my left side, so I haven't really? been going. So, yeah, I'm going to start going again because I have to have surgery. So now I'm just going to push through and just do jujitsu until I get surgery. <laughs> Probably not the best plan, but I love it. It's, it's being out. I've been out two weeks, I think, two, two and a half weeks, and I can't take it. I've been helping out with kids' classes just to get my fix, like just to have my gi on my back. I have to, I just have to, it's what my life is. Um, yeah. not only, you know, it just, I, you can't be without it. It's actually like Paul said, it's, it's more painful not doing it. It's so hard just to sit there. I have to make myself go home. I'm not one of those guys that can sit there and watch at the gym because I'll just end up jumping in yeah. every time. Yeah. So, um, but I get my fix by helping out with the kids classes. Paul and I actually helped run the kids class last night. We had a super fun time. I'm sure our coach Chad's going to be like, yeah, you guys fucked that up. <laughs> But the kids, the kids repressed. <laughs> yeah, the kids went out. All their limbs were attached. When? Perfect. I know a buddy who did. Sounds like something similar to his neck. Um, and he, his left, it was his left or his right arm just atrophied. Yeah. He'd caught, he caught, yeah. Is that, is that yeah, happening it, to you? No, uh, fortunately, uh, it hasn't yet, but that's where it's headed. Uh, my left side, like I, the first place I noticed it was I would pick up my four-year-old. And I'm like, wow, I cannot hold you up very much. Yeah. And like, so I just, of course, did the man thing. I was like, ah, I'm just getting weak. <laughs> no big deal. Nothing's wrong. And then my right arm started to notice. I'm like, oh, well, this isn't good. And then the last time I rolled, I couldn't frame very well. Mm. Um, my frames were really weak. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. And uh, then the doctor did his test, and they were all around those mo motions. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well you have no power in your left side. Do you know that? I'm like, I do now. <laughs> Thought I was just getting old. And he so, told you not to, and I bet he told you not to train, obviously. Well, see, this is the best part. And this is a good, good advice for all you out there. If you want to continue to do jujitsu, just don't tell him you're still doing it. 
perfect. <laughs> he can't tell you to stop if he doesn't think you're already doing it. Yeah. So I'm not breaking the doctor's rules, right? Fair, Fair enough. <laughs> I'm he not smart. Know. If he doesn't, yeah, know. he doesn't know what I'm doing. So we're good. And I did, I, you know, I did the skirting of questions like, hmm. So how bad will it get if I keep? And he's like, oh, it's more. You know, it's about as swollen as it can be. I'm like, oh, that sounds like go until it hurts to me. No, it's just stupid, but I will do that. <laughs> I'll be at class on Monday, but I have, yeah, I'll be there. I was, yeah, I shouldn't do that. I'm totally doing that. Joke, 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 joking aside, are you rolling when you're there or are you just drilling? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> be honest. Okay. Yeah. I do both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, the last time, um, my buddy, we were working on some X card thing and I just slipped and like maybe fell four inches down to the mat onto my butt. And I guess I made some cool noise to the point where he just got up and walked away from me. <laughs> it's like, and, and I look behind, he just goes, you're done. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so, but yeah, Paul, Paul, can tell you I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> so I've been injured a lot throughout the years. And what I typically do is if I have an injury, I don't want to stop. Um, Cause I've done that before and you, you, you'll stop for a year and I've, I've been there. So I don't want to do that. So if I get hurt, I'll roll with the people that I know a won't hurt me, like get it and can roll. So they don't hurt me. higher belts. Typically higher belts typically yep. yeah. or lower belts who can roll, but who are small, you know what I mean? Where I know yep. I could, I, they can't do anything to me. So then I feel pretty safe and I don't tend to, uh, aggravate any injuries. Kip will get like the brand new guy that's jacked. You know, like you could tell he's been on steroids since he's 13 and he's been, you know, he's a power lifter and he's like, I'll take him. And I'm like, why do you, why do you do that to yourself, bro? Like you're asking for injuries. He's like, somebody's got to roll with him. Like it doesn't have to be you though. He doesn't care. I'm a nice person. No, I'm not. I'm not a nice person, but it seems to, I feel bad when people sit out you know, I used to be able to handle that shit. No, I can't anymore. <laughs> but when so, you said when you said with your with your neck injury, you said you were playing nice and then you got hurt. I find that apart from you know, there's always exceptions, but in most times when I get hurt, it's when you're oh, you know, la di da, not really switched on like physically and mentally, and you post in the wrong way. Paul's putting his thumbs up. I think he agrees. <laughs> I, 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 I I did it. I. If not not too far back where I just kind of fell off a sweep, didn't yeah. kind of resist it in the way that I should have done, mm -hmm. and just kind of landed on my hand and it's not high, not hyper extended the elbow, but hyper flexed the elbow. I think too. Yeah. Right okay. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so and it, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. It's it's jujitsu. If you're not, some, you got to be engaged to mentally and physically not like you have to go balls to the wall because that's what people don't get they're like i'm engaged no it's not a war <laughs> it's an art and we're trying to do it well and the problem is is when you're not totally engaged like you said you end up putting your hands in the weirdest places you end up getting thrown yeah. and you're like oh well, i'm fine nope never fallen that way before because i'm usually resisting that and you end up getting hurt and mine was uh i sunk in an arm bar it's kind of my thing is an arm bar from guard and I love swinging it. It's, it works pretty well for me. And I got his, his elbow into my hip. And so he's not going anywhere. Well, he didn't know that because he just doesn't know any better. He's a white belt. 
at no strike white ball. I think he'd been doing it maybe six months if that. And he pulled, tried to, he thought he could muscle my arm out. Well, I sold his arm out and I'm like, well, no, you're stuck. And I, you know, to my own, you know, fault, I held on just trying to not get hurt. And it ended up giving me hurt because normally I would just let it go. Like, yeah, have that man. I'm not trying to kill anybody here. I'm just trying to be, you know, better at jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And so he just tried to muscle out and then he ended up spiking me because he got me airborne and then spiked mm-hmm. my head down and my head made the weirdest noise and snapped around. Yeah. So it wasn't good, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Just, you have to be engaged and, and be mentally there. or You're going to end up getting hurt. Like I did. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. Um, one of the things I noticed, like you said, if you're, you know, being engaged, you, you can slow it down with, with newer people but you have to be technically sound. And I notice when I get sloppy with my technique is when, you know, the, the hand position is wrong and you'll land over it, you know, you'll crush fingers or you do stupid stuff where you're just kind of trying to be too nice, but your technique isn't keeping up with, you know, what, what you can do, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And I'm trying to frame it in my mind. Uh, no, I, I can picture it in my mind when I do it, but I'm trying to ex- think of a way to explain it to people. It's like your you're there, but you're not there. It, it, it's a we- I need to think about it more with how, how you describe it, where um, you can be, there's a difference between, you know, take the Hori and Gracie. Is it Hori and Gracie who fought Galvao? There's oh, so many. Uh, uh, Heron. Heron, Heron, Gracie. Heron, yeah. right. There's so many of them, right? I feel, I feel, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a gang of them. They're the largest Scottish clan. Yeah, Scottish, right? That's where he comes from. It's uh, my part of my heritage too. But um, but take take his fight with Galvao, for example. He pulled bottom mount, I think, at one point. But he was doing it in a way where you know he'd frame with his arms and he'd be in a secure position. I don't even think he framed, but he's doing that in a way where it's intentional. And maybe that's right. what it can. Maybe that's the word. Do whatever you do intentionally, rather than leaving it just happen to you. That makes way more sense than how I said it. It sounded good in my head, and then I started talking, and it all kind of fell apart. So thank you for fixing it. I, I, ram- I, I rambled for a good 60 seconds. One made, it made nonsense. <laughs> I keep on making noises with my mouth. Something of intelligence is going to come out eventually. <laughs> An intelligent word may fall out. Please, Paul tries that all the time. He'll start a thought. I could see it. It's gone. You know, like I'm looking across the table and he's just, it's gone. The thought is gone. He's trailing so bad. And he's looking at me like, please, God, save me. Hell no. That shit's awesome. I love when he says, blah, 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 help. I I, 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 am I actually working for the same car. I've got a day job, right? People, I think people know this by now about me, um, even though I seem to do like a shitload of other stuff. But I I have a day job. I'm working for the same company. I was doing an online presentation <clears throat> to our sales team. So it's about 30 people all based across Europe on this call. And I'm sitting there with my boss and my boss's boss. We're in a conference room in London and people are in different offices. And I'm, got, I'm doing this presentation. And then I get to the second or third slide. I start talking through the slide and I go halfway through. I just kind of went, oh, and just completely blanked. I just, I just completely blanked and stopped and stopped talking. And my boss had to just kind of step in. And I was like, it was like I just went, do you know when you, you fight someone? If, I always bring it back to jujitsu. You know when you're fighting someone in jujitsu and they give up on the submission and you get the submission? That's what I was that person. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I can, I can feel that pain for sure. I like to do analogies and then sometimes I'm like, oh, this doesn't make any sense at all, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm too deep now and I'm hoping it, it'll, my mind will catch up and it doesn't. It doesn't never does. It's like you're watching yourself speak almost. Yeah. Yeah, except when you're watching yourself like spin out of control. I'm like, oh man, it's just getting worse. I'm putting that shoe leather deeper in my mouth every second I talk. Yeah, yeah, I've 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 done that. I've done that a few times, and I do it almost to the point where I get mild panic attacks sometimes. In oh, do you do you do this thing where you kind of like start getting a cold sweat? You know. Oh, Oh yeah, your face and ears turn red, and you start sweating. I'm like, oh, this is awful. Yeah, the, the wheels are just falling off the bus. Well, I do a lot of my, I, I, my job. I work from home, right? And I purposely got myself a job working from home to allow myself more flexibility, right? Which is that's how I have managed a lot of my training since I've had kids. Um, so I'm very fortunate in that respect. But I'll just be, you know, dressed as I am today in a t-shirt and a hoodie on these calls. And, you know, more, I, I'm getting better at managing it. I talked about it in one of my podcasts, actually. But um, I'll be sweating. I'll pace back and forth in my room. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you suddenly, like, sometimes you're like, oh, I, I literally need to go to the toilet because, like, your body is just flashing everything out. So I'm, like, hopping back and forth on one foot on these calls. But nobody can see it because <laughs> I'm in, the, in this home office on my own. Yeah, but you can't just let it go either. You're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you guys aren't. You're not a salesman, are you? Uh, I've done sales. I've done a lot of sales really? stuff. I, I do. I do product management. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. None of that shit bothered me. If I'm really? tripping, yeah. If if I'm tripping over my words, I'll just keep going. It just doesn't phase me, and uh, it w- makes for a great show because I'll just fuck up over fuck up, and I just keep going. Uh, but I used to make sales presentations to fricking $30 million companies. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it just became secondhand to, to be an idiot and like, Oh, well, I totally said the wrong word. Don't point it out. Just keep going. And, and, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I pace. But, uh, when we first started our show, speaking of cold sweats and talking in front of people is, uh, Paul would be a fucking puddle of nasty sweat every single show that didn't even stop till like six months ago this dude was visibly sweating he's shiny (laughs) just glistening on his forehead he's yeah he could just like yeah he has his ass would sweat so bad he would walk upstairs because we're down in his basement he'd walk upstairs i'm like dude you can't walk in front of me anymore your ass is sweat every single time and i gotta like stare at it the whole way up the stairs it's not pleasant uh, but yeah, so when Paul says, oh, you start sweating, he means you start like leaking water everywhere. Uh, his, yeah, his, his chair would be wet. <laughs> oh yeah. Have you ever seen airplane? The movie, the movie airplane where he's trying to fly the plane. Old 70s, 80s film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's a big building with windows, but that's not important now, but th- no, that's a phrase from there. Anyways, old person. And, uh, yeah, it's the, the shot of the guy trying to fly the plane. He hasn't flown a plane in forever, and he just literally water is dumping out of his head. So, yeah, that's all. The, the irony for me is that I used to – I still do on occasion. My job's a little bit different. I've done sales presentations to, like, the biggest hotel and airline companies in the world, right, dozens and dozens of times. But it was something that started happening when I was working from home. And it's almost like because I'm talking to no one over the phone and I haven't got anyone to, to kind of engage with, it was like my mind 
kind of wandered off and I could see I could see it was almost like an out-of-body experience where I could see myself talking and then I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about (laughs) right now (laughs) and it it sounds similar sounds similar to Paul but do you guys do you guys compete or have you competed well yes I have sort of not in jujitsu I did uh, I did a tough man contest and and I did a cage fight and I did the cage fight just before I started actually training, training jiu-jitsu. So I got into it because uh, a buddy of mine from work got into it. And he's like, you should really try it. I'm like, I don't really want to do a class. But he's like, hey, I'll come over to your place and we can roll. And you can, you know, I used to be a, um, a black belt. I guess I am a black belt in karate. But I'm like, I'll show you karate stuff and you can show me jiu-jitsu stuff. And we just did that. So he was a zero stripe white belt showing me jujitsu. So I'm like, oh, this is legit. So I know like guard, half guard, mount, you know, a Kimura, and you know, that's about it, right? And uh, there was an opportunity to do a cage fight. I'm like, I'll, I'll do that. And there's a long story behind it, but it, it's awful. So I won't get into it too much. But I won the cage fight and I'm thinking, I'm a bad motherfucker, right? So I'm thinking I'm, I'm all that. And I'm like, I want to do this again and do more of it. So I joined uh, a local jujitsu gym. And I went in there and I'm sizing up everybody. And this is, oh man, this is uh, 10, 11, 12 years ago, something like that. And I was, I was pretty big, you know, I was into, into powerlifting and stuff and, and all that. And I'm sizing up everybody and thinking to myself, I'm going to whoop everybody's ass in this gym. And I'm not kidding when I say that everybody kicked my ass in that gym, like everybody. I started out with like the, uh, the darker colored belts, the bigger guys. I'm like, I'll just start with, you know, with that, it'll be fine. And they just ran through me like a hot knife through butter. I'm like, oh, I kind of sucked. So I'm like, well, I'll pick the small guys with the, with the pretty belts on. And they actually did me worse than the big guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So then I started picking on the white belts that were big and that didn't work. So I picked on the six month white belts that were small. And I'm telling you what, that didn't matter either. Like if they had any time in jiu-jitsu, I got rolled over, just steamrolled and mauled. So it was... Uh, at the time, humiliating and humbling. And I'm like, I, I need more of this. So I kind of, I stuck that out for a year and a half and then I uh, exploded my knee and then I got out of it for the first time. So then I was kind of in and out until uh, about two years ago and I stuck it out. But yeah, that was the only competition I had was the cage fight. That was it. Yeah. Cause I was, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just got, no, I don't compete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 uh, I've competed in everything in my life. I was, I've been a salesman for God, 15, 16 years. And so that's a competitive field. You know how that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did sports growing up. So I was in multiple sports. I, I got my competition out of me. I'm, I don't really need that. I just want to improve myself and just have a lot of fun doing it. I pretty much try to add humor and joy to everything I do. Um, as corny as that sounds. And that's jujitsu for me. It's, it's, I enjoy it. I want to get better at it. I do not need a person with every last bit of hatred for me trying to kill me. You know, it's no, I go to the competitions with my daughters and I look at the, like the adults going, I'm like, yeah, not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, I can, I compete. Um, I live in Southern California, right. And it's like the three of the biggest competitions in the world are here. And it's, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's crazy if I don't, crazy if I don't do them, even just to go there and, just be in the bullpen with 
some of the best fighters. Yeah, that'd be cool. In the world. I'm not fighting cool. against them because I'm doing masters and stuff, but sometimes they're just there warming up. Yep. Um, but I was watching the Wales-England Six Nations game on the weekend. So that's mm-hmm. rug- rugby. Uh, do you guys... No, I knew what that was, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, Paul oh. does not. Paul doesn't know American sports, let alone <laughs> another <sports>. country sports. <laughs> or let alone the sports they play everywhere else in the world, apart from America. Exactly. The more popular ones. <laughs> so the, yeah, so the, first, the first thing I'm going to say is to any English fans listening out there we fucking beat you we beat you good and that was like (laughs) (laughs) but i know most of my audience is in like the u.s and some australia sweden sweden tends to come up a lot with jujitsu as well yeah yes it does uh we have actually our second largest sect is from the united kingdom Mm. yeah jujitsu is big over there yeah it's huge and it's crazy yeah we've had what multiple invites like you can stay at our house <laughs> from there too like can't afford to get there either <laughs> fly, us, fly us over yeah fly me over i'm coming <laughs> yeah so well the, that the, it was actually a, his, a historic victory because wales broke a 100 year record for the most win consecutive wins the Welsh team has ever had um and it's a world cup year and i'm gonna you know i rubbed it into all my friends and suddenly their phones have stopped working <laughs> Back in the UK, like all these, like all these, it's, it's crazy how that happens. Funny how it happened. Oh wow, you lost and everything broke. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, so, apologies. Please still listen to my podcast after that. Um, you'll probably beat this next. Yeah, uh, just to let you know, whatever he says, he, that's on him because we have a lot of listeners over there. <laughs> you love England. Love England. Yes. Uh, we we love Welsh people too. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to discriminate. No, you love them all. You love us all. I, lo- um, I love everyone. <laughs> Anybody yeah. with an accent, just bring it. <laughs> but uh, well, we could talk about accents, right? But um, that'll be another tangent. But the point I was going to make is I was watching watching this game and seeing these guys compete on both teams, and they're about as close to giving you their life in a sporting context, I suppose, as you could get, right? They've given everything and it's paid off and you can see the elation that they get. And I just thought to myself, I'm, I'm, I haven't given up yet on how that feels. I've still got, I, I still want to get as much out of that as I can before, you know, there's going to be a point where, well, Jiu-Jitsu has masters, you can maybe keep going. But for me, I, I just, I thought... Oh, yeah, I still, I still got a lot of competitive nature in me, and I have to, I have to, I have to burn it out, I'll burn it off. Thirty-six. Ah, uh, you're still a oh young my pup. Gosh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you have a ways yet. It'll be fine. You should do that. How old are you guys? Forty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Thirty-four years. It's, you're both forty. Oh, it's a big four years, brother. <laughs> and I'm forty. I'll be forty-one this year. So, yeah, it's mm. uh. No, but yeah, uh, that's our excuse. I'm old. Leave me out of it. <laughs> you can get wait. Well, wait till you're fifty, and then you can get TRT. Um, Paul's been asking for that from listeners. <laughs> I've actually been trying to uh, solicit um, sponsors like stem cells and steroids. You know, just just shoot me up full of stem cells and steroids. I would I would love that. I need that in my life. All of the stem cells, all the steroids, you know, because fish oil, I'm telling you what, it's nice. <laughs> really, I, don't, I don't honestly think it does anything. I just keep taking it. I don't know why. No, no, no. It's CBD oil. That fixes everything from what I've heard. Um, I, I think 
I think if you have a mole, it'll take it off. Yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, it's amazing stuff. What, 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 <laughs> state, what state do you guys live in? Michigan. Michigan. Is that stuff legal? Just, just this year. Yeah. Just yeah, this year. Okay. It happened. Yep. And, uh, no, I just, a lot of people do the CBD oil for like fucking everything. It's, I just don't. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, so your hand fell off. CB oil. Let's just do it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little, uh, I don't know. I, I think you've tried it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Paul tries it. Um, and he's still broken as fuck. So <laughs> it doesn't heal bones. It doesn't heal stupid either. <laughs> so my, my biggest issue is joints. Like I've, I've got, um, one meniscus that's just gone. Um, that first wow. injury that I was telling you about, my meniscus was torn and it flipped upside down and I didn't know it, but it got jammed underneath my kneecap when it flipped. Cause normally when it, it flips always, it, it's been doing that since, uh, sixth grade and I can extend my leg and it'll flip back over. So it's a white hot pain for a second and then it flips over. Then it just kind of achy for a couple of days and then I can walk on it just fine this time because it was jammed and when I extended my leg, it tore in half. But, oh. it was, but it was still stuck. So that white hot pain just never went away. So you got to, you know, so I went to the hospital and they're like, eh. they tried to, <laughs> they, they tried to take an x-ray and that doesn't do anything because it won't show the meniscus clearly. So, so they told me to go see my regular doctor. So meanwhile, it's just this white hot pain that's making tears stream down my face. And they gave me uh, some Dilaudid and Norco and all this kind of stuff. So I had to make an appointment with my doctor and then he had to make an appointment to do an MRI and then then I had to make an appointment with a surgeon so he could <laughs> review the MRI with me so I got over a week with a meniscus that's upside down stuck under my kneecap and tore in half oh that's that sounds horrendous <laughs> oh yeah it sounds like torture oh it was um I, I I'd rather shit in my hand and clap than go through that again <laughs> um but both my meniscus is is torn so both knees it'll flip still so whenever I'm rolling, if I get caught in a, in a funny position, like if anybody even gets in the heel hook position, it puts pressure on my meniscus and it, and it flips over on me. And I got to do that whole extend it and hope it's not stuck under my kneecap this time. So that's why I don't compete because I can, I can trust a lot of my teammates that you know uh, I see every week and that's who I roll with. But if I'm competing, like they don't, they don't know me, they don't care. So I just, I just can't put myself in that, in that situation anymore. It's a different intensity as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not all about that. I'd like to, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I just, I can't do it. You know, my, uh, I got a stay at home wife and two kids and you know, I'm the breadwinner. So it's, yeah, I just can't do that. It's, it's bad enough. I do jujitsu really. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's too much. And as much as I love, I love competing and, you know, pushing myself and a lot of people do ultimately I want to be, you know, obviously, you know, Steve Maxwell, um, I want to be like Steve Maxwell when I'm in my sixties. I want to look like that dude. I want to be healthy. I want to be training jujitsu, but I, you know, I don't want, I don't want it to hurt going up the stairs. I want to be active for as long as possible. That's that's a bigger thing for me than it is. I'm not. It doesn't mean enough to me to push my body to the absolute limits to win a big title, to to trade it off against that long term health. It doesn't have to be that way, but you know, you put yourself at more risk the harder you push yourself. Do you do uh, any kind of routine like I do, like yoga or stretching or stuff, something every day to stay healthy? Or yeah, so my 
I'll probably bore you with this, but I usually get up about. <laughs> no, this is my shit. Yeah, yeah, this. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's two of you now. Oh my God! One of our shows, literally, I yawned. I didn't. It was not involuntary <laughs> yawn because Paul's going through his whole routine. It was how long did you get babble? It was a solid like ten minutes of babbling, and I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> but go I'll, ahead. I'll, I'll Tell me you about quick. your routine. You can maybe go get a coffee <laughs> or another Red Bull. Um, right. Yeah, you go. You go get another Red Bull, and we're going to talk routines. <laughs> maybe, so, maybe some. Maybe sum it up for Kip. I get up. I get up about say quarter to six every day. Get up. Do my. I think I've done a podcast about this, so I won't bore people with all the details. So I drink, you know, I have a drink with some lemon juice, apple cider vinegar, I drink that. And I'll do about five minutes in the morning normally of, um, my routine's changed slightly recently, about five minutes of just kind of opening the body up, you know, because when you sleep, everything gets tight. So I try to just open up the spine, activate some muscles, just five, ten, five, ten minutes, real light, real loose. Um, no, real, real, you know, I'm, I'm not even breaking you know, sweat or, you know, getting, getting out of breath for this, just something to open the body up a little bit. Then I'll do, I meditate normally every morning, a little bit of reading, I start work by about seven o'clock. And then I usually trip Monday to two, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll train, do the 10 a.m. class. So that's like an hour and a half class. Nice. Um, and then I'll, now and again, I'll cycle to training. It's about three miles each way because, you know, the wife's got the car or whatever the case may be. So I'll, I'll do that. Then on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which is that's how the routine looks at the moment, but usually two to three times a week, I'll do a strength and conditioning session. Okay. Um, so, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, mostly kettlebells, body weight stuff. Um, very, yeah, I like, like those 500 pound deadlifts like your boy was on the show. Did you not, not 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 lifting heavy anymore? I don't really lift heavy that much. Um, but more focus on like speed of movement. So you're using yeah, a lot. Yeah. So you still have the intensity, but with a lower load. So I do you know quite a bit of that. Um, I do a lot of foam rolling. I do a lot of you know every day I'm doing foam rolling. But I've I've just read this book um, or nearly finished. It's called Anatomy Trains. Okay, I thought you were going to say the Supple Leopard by uh, Kelly. I've got Stern. that book as well. Yeah, yeah, I've got that. Yeah, so a lot of, I've learned a lot of stuff from the, from him, right? Um, but um, Anatomy Trained is about the Maya fascia that runs through the body, which Kelly yeah, Starr yeah. talks about, right? Yep. We uh, the one theory is we have these. It's a big web, but lines of force travel from. You've got one that goes from the bottom of your heels all the way up your back to the top of your forehead. Does he talk about Eldoa in that book? maybe there's a lot of scientific terms that I can have glossed yeah, over. There's a French term called. Hold Eldo. on. Hold on. It sounds like you're babbling. Like, is that a word? Yeah. It, it doesn't sound it, like a word. It, well, so uh, Eldoa is uh, actually a, a French term and it stands for something that I don't know off the top of my head. But if you just look up Eldoa on YouTube, it'll show you all kinds of stuff that kind of helps uh, the myo, uh, the fascia. And there's uh there's okay. a wall sit that I do that helps my lower back because in the morning I can't even bend over to put my socks on. So I have to wear them to bed, which is terrible because <laughs> yeah, the first 20 minutes I'm just, I'm locked up. So I'll, I'll do this. I'll do a wall sit. It's like L five S one L doa. I think it's called. And basically okay. you sit, you know, with your ass up against the wall, your feet up pointed at it. So it's a bunch of rigmarole, but my God, it feels good. I think I know what you are. Okay. I'll look that up. I think they know the one you're talking about. Um, 
But anyway, with the myofascia, you can look, and it te- this book teaches you at a high level, right? There's courses you can do as well. Teach you to look at someone's body, and rather than a really good example would be, um, you know, how the lower back can be affected by tightness in the bottom of the foot. The foot, yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah. I see you're right. We like, you know, Kip. I think you do need to go get a Red Bull. This this could go on for a while. <laughs> we could have. Um, but anyway, you're just rolling his head, going, "Jesus Christ, can we talk about jujitsu?" I've done. Um, anyway, I've done like a self-assessment, a self-assessment on myself based on this book before I try and work with, with other people. So I've got a, a routine of about about a thirty-minute stretching routine that I now do four times a week or every other day in the afternoon. Um, I'll do, and then the, on the other days I'll do foam rolling. I've got an inversion table here in my office. Oh, I, I do like that. I don't have one of those yet. I need. You know what? I don't like it as much as I thought I would. Damn it! Because I was I was on board with that too. I was gonna say that's what I've heard though. Is uh, a lot of people have tried those. I've because t- I have the same. You know, of course, you do jujitsu. You're gonna have a tight back. You're gonna have a little back issue here and there. So everyone thinks that was inversion tables, and I've talked to so many people like, yeah, it sits in my basement. <laughs> it's like I thought I would use it all the time. No, I don't. Yeah. Like I'm, 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 I'm not as much as some people, but more than most, right? I love this shit. And even for me, I paid 40 bucks for it on offer up. Oh, that's so, not too bad. So I was, I was like, for like 300. I'm like, fuck that noise. I no, can't, can't get it. Yeah. Get, get, get one second hand. And you know, it works for some people. I still use it like every couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> but then, you know, on the weekends I'll get up and I'll, I, I just feel, you know, my body feels, anytime my body feels stiff or sore, I just go, okay, I need to stretch this out. I need to, I need to roll that out. So I've got a set routine, but then, um, you know, I, I've got a lacrosse ball in my car. So when I'm driving around, I put that in spots on my back. Someone, someone gave me that tip and I forgot who it was to give them credit for it. But um, obviously look after my diet to try to optimize sleep, you know, sleep hydration, you know, mobility work and strength and conditioning on top of the jujitsu. I do quite a bit of work on the stability ball as well, movement work. Oh, okay. So have you, have you heard of um, the Theragun or a Tim Tam yes. or a Hypervolt? Do you have one? I, I saw so my, my neighbor, Eric, right? My neighbors, um, I've got a few neighbors, but one of them, Eric, um, my other neighbor who also listens, Paco, he's awesome too, but Eric's awesome too. And he um, gave me an old jigsaw. And he gave me the he gave me he gave me the golf ball and he gave me the the the, the jigsaw <laughs> bit and all I had to do he gave me the glue all I, I had to do was put shit. it all I had to do was put it together and Eric sorry I still haven't done it um, oh, but it's there no. wait and I need to I no need you need not you need to do that as soon as you hang up with us you okay. need to go do that it's amazing that thing changed my life really that's that's, that's the one thing I can honestly say changed my life so part of my routine in the morning so i get up i stretch i do some light warm-up you know kind of mobility stuff and then for about 15 to 20 minutes i do that all over my body and i got the same setup i got a jigsaw i made my own um little piece that sticks in it and then a golf ball on the end Mm. it it is fucking fantastic what areas what areas do you work with them everything i can touch Literally everything. So I start out with my shoulders and I, 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 I contort myself to get as much as my shoulders and back as I can. Yeah. I get my, I can get my lower back if I, you know, kind of contort myself the right way. So the only thing I really can't get is like some parts of my ass, 
and right in the <laughs> upper middle of my back. So but I my, yeah, well, you know, you know, I can't get the you know the butthole, but the the, the middle, the, <laughs> which is what he's aiming for. <laughs> well, of course. So, but you know, my my calves, it feels great on the calves. It really, I yeah. had some plantar fasciitis going on, and that took care of that. So everybody that does jujitsu has woken up with a stiff neck. Like it just, that's just what happens. Oh yeah. So I wake up with a stiff neck and I'll run this on the side of my neck and it kind of sucks because it, it kind of beats your brain up a little bit. So it doesn't make your eye vibrate, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah so, <laughs> so that, that's not my favorite shit, but if I just kind of like grin and bear it and get the, uh, the traps and the, and the base of my neck with that, the problem is gone. So I'm telling you what, buddy, do yourself a favor and put that together and, and then uh, thank me later and your buddy. I will. For I'm Eric. I will, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will thank Paul and Eric. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. But a quick question for you. What are you doing to change the patterns that you're putting your body in on a day-to-day basis to not need, I'm not saying you'll ever need that stuff, but uh, if you sit down all the time, your lower back's always going to be tight. So are there certain things that you do to try and stop yourself going back into those patterns? Uh, no. <laughs> so my, it, it's one of those, so I, I sling steel all day long. So yeah, uh, I, I do a fair amount of sitting because I got to enter in data and stuff like that. And I can't yeah. just walk around in circles all day. So yeah, I sit on my ass and play on my phone just like everybody else does that has a job where you can, you can do that. But what I try to do is every time I do a tool change, say at my job, I'll stretch out something. So yeah. I'll, I'll do some bend over stretches, but it, it doesn't make it so I can stop. So if I stop doing anything, I can feel it catch up to me. So it's just something that I, it's what I do now. So I have to get up in the morning and do that. I have to stretch throughout the day where I start getting really stiff. And if I don't stretch out after jujitsu before I go to bed, then I'm super screwed. So yeah, there's yeah. nothing I think I can do to keep me from having to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. What, 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 um, I'm going to ask you what stretches you do, but the other question I was going to ask you, do you ever think, because I, 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 I ask these questions to myself all the time, right? Where I go, when will I get to a point where I won't need to do this? When do I get to a point where my body feels good all the time? And I, maybe I just need to accept that it's just part of life and part of what we do. That ship is sailing as you speak, brother. <laughs> it just gets worse. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry that's been my experience but you know i i think the the best thing you can do is warm up everything really good before you roll uh a lot of jujitsu classes with the, how they're run I, i'm not sure how yours is but you'll do a warm-up and then you'll learn a technique and then you roll by the time you roll you're cold because you're not warmed up anymore because you just practice technique for however many minutes it was yeah. So they don't go back through that and, you know, roll or uh, warm up the shoulders and the knees and the hips. They just go right into balls to the wall rolling. Mm. And their first roll, they act like it's the worlds or the Mondials or something like that. They don't ease into it and they don't know how to flow roll. So if, if people would maybe make their first roll a flow roll, they wouldn't have the kind of problems I do now. Because when I first started, I fancied myself as that tough guy, right? That get after it. This is what it is. Yeah. And I just made every roll to the death. And not only was it terrible for my jujitsu, it was more terrible for my body. And now that I just pay for it now. So yeah. I'm, I've learned from it, but now it's almost kind of like it's too late. So if there's any white belts out there listening, don't be an asshole like I was and realize it's, it's chess, right? It's not just fighting. 
you know, learn the game. We're there to get better at jujitsu, not, you know, who's the most athletic fucker out there. You know, it's nice to be strong and it's nice to be fit and mobile. Um, but it's not about that. It's about the jujitsu. It's about the game. It's about the techniques. And if they can remember that and not try to win at everything, they they're not going to end up like me at 40 years old going, everything hurts all the time. Do you have any favorite exercises for warming up? If you can't choose to warm up before you roll? Um, basically I do a shit ton of shoulder rolls or, um, like windmills, you know what I mean? Yeah. To get my shoulders rolled up. Yep. Uh, and I have to do, uh, air squats to get my mm-hmm. knees warmed up. And then I'll do just like a touch my toes and then I'll go into a deep, deep ass to grass squat. And if I do that, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. But if I, you know, I don't, I don't like to warm up. I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm that guy. Like I do it because I don't want to be that guy, but I'm the guy that hates it. <laughs> so I'm not into the 20, 30, 40 minute warmups. I just, I don't like it. So you're targeting, so you're targeting the shoulders, you're targeting the hips, which is where, you know, most of the joint mobility comes from, right? When we're, right. when we're rolling. Um, do you do any kind of core activation, glute activation, that kind of stuff? Nope, no. not really. I, uh, I, got, I have to make sure my knees and my shoulders are warm because my knees, I got, I got issues there and my shoulder, yeah. I, uh, I tore my rotator cuffs when I was about 18 years old, like all of them. I just got jacked up uh, try, trying to pick up a heavy rock that, you know, I thought I could do. <laughs> I, I thought do, long. Were you doing like a strongman contest or just picking up a rock? Oh, no, funny. <laughs> I was just picking up a rock. It's a funny story. I was a plumber for about a year before I realized that's not for me. And I was telling my dad at the time, and I was 18, still living at home. I was telling my dad that I keep on excavating all these rocks. And he's like, well, bring them home for me. I want to put them in my, uh, my garden. That'd be cool. So usually there's a big petty bone or a lift or something like that. I can just scoop it up, throw it in the back of my truck. Well, this time they were all being used and I'm looking at it going, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) So I got it. But the next morning, the only mobility I had was from my elbows to my hands. Like nothing else worked for months. Both my shoulders, everything was so torn up, nothing worked. So I had to have my elbows glued to my side and that was it. And then, uh, wow. Years ago, probably three, four years ago, I ruptured my AC joint by falling at work. So, you know, that's just kind of always bugging me. So I got to make sure they're really good and warmed up before I start doing any kind of rolling. Otherwise, it just, it's a, it's a bad thing. It's pain. You need stem cells in like every joint of your body. Those sounds of it. And steroids, buddy. <laughs> and steroids. <laughs> 10 years. 10 years. That's right. I, I can't wait. Just get it injected straight away. Um, you might want to wake Kip up there so we can, we can get back, back into it. But so we can. I knew this is what was going to happen. Like whenever, like I saw one of our listeners, uh, you know, fewer listeners, whatever, reach out. We're like, oh, you should have those guys on. So I watched your stuff and I watched some of your YouTube, which is really great stuff. And then I listened to some of the shows. I'm like, fuck, it's going to be the Paul show. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Kip show. <laughs> did you start? Did you start the podcast together? Yeah, it was actually Paul's idea. Yeah, yeah. Paul, uh, Paul had tried this uh, once before, or twice before. Once, once before. Bought all this nice equipment, nice mics, and um, his friends gave him the finger and never did it with him. And then uh, we met uh, at jujitsu. Uh, he had been doing it for years, and I'd been at the school before him, and he joined. We made one dumbass joke at each other. We're like, ha, soulmates. And we <laughs> did like jackasses together at class. And then we're like, oh, let's hang out. And then shortly after that, he's like, we should do a podcast. We're funny. 
and uh, actually we're not, but people seem to think so. Uh, and yeah, it's the, it just kind of ran from there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we just, that's how it got started. was just, I was, yeah, a really just a lark. Like, this will be funny. No one, you know, I was like four people listen. Paul's mom. That was who we were really trying to get was Paul's mom. Did she listen? Did she listen? Did she listen four times? She did and then scolded me, um, for swearing too much. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. It was quite awkward. <laughs> did you not put the explicit on there? Oh, I did. She ignored that. <laughs> she ignored that. Parental guidance. Yeah, it was, she's a parent, so she was like, "I guess I can guide." No, no, you can't. She was mad at me. <laughs> was she mad at Paul? Yes. Oh yeah. oh yeah, she was actually probably like very disappointed in him that she would he would hang out with me <laughs> just because of my language. <laughs> what what's this jujitsu thing doing to you? Oh yeah, he turned into a his her her pretty baby boy. Uh, had turned into a rapscallion. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tend not to speak that way in front of my mother. So when she's not here, it's kind of like when you know you got kids, right? Yeah, I got two. When they're, when they're around, you, you tend to watch what you say, or you know you're more politically correct, or whatever you're going to. I should. Be. I should. Well, well he's my he's, my oh, mine, I, mine are getting to the age where I, I for the first time, what did I say? Oh, I dropped I dropped an f bomb. Oh. Um, I said, oh, that's fucking gross. That was it. I said, oh, that's fucking gross. <laughs> and my daughter's, oh, this is what happened, right? I was in, I was taking my daughter to the local park and I popped into the, popped into the toilet. It took her, took her in with me, obviously, because I can't leave her outside on her own. She's three and a half. And I'm pissing in the urinal. And as I'm pissing, there's already some water in the bottom. But suddenly, spray comes out of the urinal. <laughs> and it starts to clean the urino, but it's splashing off the water and spraying all over my jeans. Oh, <laughs> that's fucking gross. <laughs> that's what I said. I looked down. I said, oh, that's fucking gross. And my daughter goes, what's fucking gross, Dad? <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Bet the wife was happy with that one. Ah, uh, she 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 drops she drops an f bomb as well. Yeah, yeah. So see, we're uh, Paul and I have different uh, <laughs> different views on that. Uh, we've taught our daughters not to use those words, and we just speak normally. Uh, so if we're if I'm gonna say the f bomb, whatever, I say it, and my kids don't. So because yeah. if you're if you think your kids don't know those words, you're wrong. I have a teenager; they know them, and they know them early. And because every, every, every class has the one kid that will tell every other kid to swear words. So they hear them all. And it's, it's, we went with the, I'm going to teach you when not to use those respect your elders, very old school. They don't. I think one of them said, damn, in front of my dad. Oh, they ran away. Sid bear, my middle. Oh, nice. She said, damn. And she's like, oh shit. And just ran upstairs. She's like, oh no, I said in front of grandpa. So, but yeah. Yeah, our kids, uh, my kids don't swear a lot, actually, do they? No. And I swear a lot in front of them. So does my wife. And they don't. So, mm. I don't know. Did something right, I guess. <laughs> They're alive. <laughs> yeah, I, I... Do I... Damn, is damn, is damn a bad word? My wife told me off as saying damn the other day. It depends on who you ask. It's one of those yeah. things. Like, my mom, yeah, damn's a bad word. Me, no, I don't, I don't really care. It doesn't do anything for me. If you say yeah. "god damn," then maybe I yeah, can that's go. a little stronger. Yeah, that's a little stronger. Uh, I'm fine with that one though. 
ah, shut up, atheist. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, no, crap. Um, and my daughters have decided that that's okay. So they informed me of that just this week. Dad, crap's okay. Crap's and, okay. Yeah, and I said, why is crap okay to say? Uh, my teacher told me so. It's <laughs> like, okay, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's now socially acceptable. I get told off because, you know, OMG, I say, oh my God. But then my wife says, Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm a heathen. Um, <laughs> but my wife says, No, it's oh my gosh. You got to say, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, What? It, it doesn't have the same feel. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make me feel as good when I say it. If I say, Oh my gosh, I feel like I need to flat, flatter my hands in the air. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're flustered. That's what that means. You just got flustered by something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's just it just doesn't fit like well, especially you. <laughs> How tall are you? Uh six three. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's why dude, have you have you seen the videos? He's not a small person. <laughs> He's not a small human being like we are. So if we said, Oh my gosh, it would make more sense. You saying it, it just doesn't fit. <laughs> have you have you seen Not in Hill? The film? The film with Hugh Grant. You know who Hugh Grant is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's the, the he's a British actor, the one who got caught uh, with a prostitute. Oh yeah, he loves prostitutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves him a good prostitute. Yep, <laughs> the, the good actor, right? The good, he not is, like actually. not like not like I need to qualify. He's not listen, He's not listening to this. Yeah, he's he, like yeah. I, I doubt. I doubt he was like, holy shit, this Welsh bastard. Here, if you are, get on the show. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> But there's a, there's a scene in in the Notting Hill film, and he's I think he's with he's with an American an American lady, and he's trying to climb over this fence to get into the park, and he I think he says whoops a daisy, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like and she's like what did you just say? And there's this whole scene about anyway yeah yeah, yeah. that kind of language. It's just um, the yeah it's funny yeah it just doesn't have the same impact. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter who's saying it. Oh my gosh, doesn't have the right impact for anyone. I don't think. Unless you're a small child. Small child could probably pull it off. So talking about, maybe, maybe, we'll see. <laughs> but talking about what people um, you know, may, may, may say, what do you think Urbos Santos said, Urbos Santos <laughs> said, when, when, when the doctor ran onto the mat? I did, he got pretty vocal and pretty, pretty animated quite quickly. So, so which part? Um, the part where he was like, yeah, my knee, my, my knee, knees hurt. My knees hurt? And it was more of a question. The, the inflection went up. So it was more of a question. <laughs> <laughs> My knees hurt. My knees hurt. <laughs> and, then, and then the immediate Sparta run. <laughs> and it was awesome. It was awesome to watch. And the worst thing I've ever seen in my life in jujitsu. It was freaking terrible. At the same time, right? Because yeah, it, if you look it at- was. It was oh. entertaining as shit. And I'm yeah. just like disgusted all at the same time. Yes. That's, you, it's, it's terrible for jiu-jitsu, right? You don't, want to, you don't want to see that. But at the same time, it's that same innate urge of why we all like war movies. And yeah, I, exactly. I yeah. So much, right? People, unfortunately, want to see that kind of stuff, even though they don't admit it. Yeah, it's kind of, oh, like, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the Conor McGregor effect, right? So you're, if you're really into the respect thing, then you hate him and you want to see him lose. But your ass is still on the seat, right? It's, yes. You know, people will go to hockey game to watch hockey, but you know, kind of the fights are fun too. So it's it's a double edged sword. Like I, it's one. I'm not glad it happened. I think it's a terrible thing to do, and I think you're a douchebag if you do it. But 
what? <laughs> I'm entertained by it. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Look, look at the, the attention it got. So now you can say to somebody that doesn't know jujitsu, at least on like even on Instagram, if they followed anybody that knows jujitsu, you know, they probably saw that video, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, Oh, look at this, you know, jujitsu competition that went batshit crazy. So now it gets attention. But it gets the WWE attention, which is the bullshit of all attention. Yeah. So it's not it's it's not good for what we do. And but like every, you know, I watched the freaking video like four times in different angles, you know. And because it's fun because it's fucking funny. It's I like it, wow, I watched it about fifteen times. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like every angle. I'm just like I'm watching this again. And oh, dude, I'll tell you a quick story about that. I'm watching it, and the first one I saw was when his gi top was completely off. So his his freaking kimono is completely off. Same as so me. I thought that was the beginning, mm-hmm. and I kept seeing it. But then I saw the other angle. I'm like, where? Hold on, he has his gi on. What? How do you get over there? I realize he attacked twice, like twenty minutes in. I'm like, oh. He ran to one corner flailing about and then got his gi taken off and he flew the other way. And the the one saving grace of that was he threw the ugliest fucking uppercut I've ever seen in my life. Missed like a son of a bitch and fell on his ass. <laughs> There's a lot of kicks. A lot of kicks that went in as well afterwards. <laughs> yeah, were those the, the, the crowd or him? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Because yeah, he threw some kicks, but he ended up on the ground pretty quick. There was a lot of people jumping in there. It looked like a lot of people throwing kicks in. Like, Which is disgusting. By, yeah. It, um, but you know, the interesting thing is nobody pulled guard. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, how dare you, for one. Uh, I'm a bit of a guard puller myself. Uh, Me too. Me too. Sco- oh, yeah. yeah, butt scooter right here. Dude, I can't, I can't do takedowns because I, I can't be taken down. I'm not, I'm not good at takedowns, right? Yeah. Uh, ergo, I'll be taken down, and that just hurts too bad. So I'm just going to butt scoot. So can we talk about that real quick? Because that bugs the crap out of me. Is all these coaches, all these black belts and higher belts all teach, don't pull guard. You fucking pull guard. Oh, dude, you're doing push-ups. You pull guard. Then I watch that same motherfucker in a competition, not our coach, because I haven't seen him in a competition, so we're good, Chad. And, uh, and I see that same motherfucker pulling guard in a competition or coaching to pull guard. And I'm like, what? What? It's like the cool thing to say. Yeah, it's like the cool thing to say is, you, you know, pull guard, you wuss. No, I pull guard because, well, that's where I like to work from. <laughs> and like Paul, takedowns hurt. <laughs> Either way, don't like them. Yeah, it's. I'm a guard puller. You know, yeah. I, I I know I need to work a bit more on my on my takedowns and stuff. I think I'm okay at defending takedowns. I'm not very good at getting to. I can get yeah. them right, but um, you know, one it's it's a funny it's a funny thing to say. There's two there's two perspectives on it. So what what makes jujitsu unique is the fact that you fight off your back, which is what draws. A lot, well, a, a big part of jujitsu, right? It's not all of jujitsu. That's kind of what made it famous, right? Was the guard work because yeah. they get thrown yeah. on their back from a judoka and then you come at me, bro. You're like, yeah. you haven't won the fight yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a huge part of it, right? It's a huge part of it. But on the side of in a fight situation, no, oh, fuck that. I'm not pulling guard. So no. if I want to, there's a lot of techniques that I stay away from. So an Imanari role, as an example, 
works really good as a sport. Jiu-jitsu movement can work potentially. Fun to watch too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's cool. Spin, spinning stuff is always cool, right? Spin, yeah. Spinning shit is good. Um, but <laughs> would I want to? Would I, I want to do that? I'm always trying to think. I try to think, and this happened to me more recently over the last couple of years, and particularly that I'm coaching a lot more. That I, in my style of jujitsu, I don't want to put myself in a position where if I was in a real fight, it's a lot easier for me to get hurt. And typically that means trying to stay on top as much as possible. So I think it just depends on the situation, right? There's nothing That's wrong true. with that. Ryan Hall might tell you to go fuck yourself, though, because that spinny shit worked in that he fight. It work. That yeah. was awesome. But no, I agree with you. Like in a real fight, I'm probably not going to sit on my ass. But I don't, I don't fight people that can't fight. I fight people that can throw me on my head. So I'm going to be the first guy to sit on his ass. <laughs> you avoid fights. But <laughs> right. it's, it's a video of Ryan Hall in a restaurant. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, it's about five years old, maybe six years old. Yep. He just du- he double legs the guy and then chokes him out. Yep. He's, not, he's not doing any bearing ball or shit. No. Right. Well, uh, there's also a video of uh, Matt Sarah, which is funny oh. as hell. Because okay. there's a guy just trying to sh- obviously doesn't know who he is at a restaurant and just trying to talk shit to Matt Sarah. I'm like, wow, that's dumb. He ends up just basically telling the dude what he's going to do. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to teach you. And he just pins him. That's it. Just pins him. Never yeah. threw a punch. Just pins yeah. him to the ground. It's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Funny. He controls the guy. I think in a fight situation, I'd be more likely to, 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 to go, for a, go for a takedown because. Oh, yeah, no we, doubt. One of the reasons I, I don't like we Thursday's Nogi, and for the last about oh, two... Oh, you mean Sweaty Fish? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Is that what you call it? Sweaty Fish. It feels like that, man. <laughs> Neither one of us like Nogi. <laughs> when, it's, when it's 110 degrees outside here in California, yeah, shit. It's, uh, it gets, it gets <gasps> sweaty. Yeah. But I never used to... I, I've, I've in, I, I used to be the same with Nogi, but I enjoy it a lot more now. Um, but in Nogi... I can't, I can't, it's much harder to grip someone. And the last two months, every other session, I've come out with a stiff neck and I get a headache the next day. And I just, I just don't feel like shooting for takedowns. It just fucking yeah. hurt in my neck. But the main reason is that person knows how to defend takedowns. He knows I'm either going to shoot for a takedown or pull guard. But in a fight situation, Cron Gracie does this really well in his fight. Throws a couple of strikes, forces yeah. him to cover up, clinches, takes him down. Very different situation. Yeah, true. Um, what no, a, yeah. My first uh, jiu-jitsu coach uh, told me about a bar fight he got into, and it was one of those, uh, he was out to his car, somebody was seeing his cauliflower ears and was trying to pick a fight with him. He goes, I tried to avoid the fight, then he came after my wife, Ooh. And, and he goes, then I had no choice, I had to fight him. He goes, guess how much jiu-jitsu I used? Uh, none. <laughs> I just swing at him until he passed out and then hit his head up against my car door. Like that's, yeah. you know, that's what you do in a, in a fight. So jujitsu and street fighting, I think ah, they can correlate, but I don't know. Yeah. It's have a, a hard time with it. It's a tough one, right? We, we're really lucky. We've got a guy training with us, one of our coaches, third degree black belt. He works for border patrol. And I think nine months out of 12 months of the year, he kind of rotates through on a quarterly basis. He's teaching um, not self-defense, but grappling, self-defense, fighting techniques for border patrol agents. So he's really up on this stuff. And he's always like, the first thing you do is like, you know, put your hands up, create distance and all that kind of stuff. I, and I, I wonder if if we taught more of those kind of techniques in class, then we wouldn't necessarily resort 
straight to completely non-jujitsu stuff. So maybe it is jujitsu, but we haven't been taught it. I don't know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The the school he went to was uh, strictly competition, so mm. they didn't teach any of the in the the Gracie self defense fundamentals either. And I think you need stuff like that, like you said, like the how to close distance, how to clinch, you know, how to use your hands and and be on the feet. But most of the time, you you don't learn any of that stuff in typical competition schools anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Our gym's a Gracie gym, obviously with Croiler, um, we're an affiliate of his. And uh, he, he won't lay claim to either one of us, but the rest of the gym's good. And, um, and that's like every, every test, every belt test that you have, it starts with basic self-defense. Mm. And our self-defense, the, Gracie's self-defense starts with those weird spots. My wife talks it a, blo- a lot for, we were just talking about this actually last night, about women's self-defense and a lot of how it, what comes up is is the bear hug so we have multiple bear hug defenses they're basic but they work and they'll work if somebody grabs you from behind and it doesn't know jujitsu they work great so gracie jujitsu for that aspect i think is really helpful because they feel like they're stupid i'll be honest you're like really yeah. this won't work but then you try it you're like I could see that actually working. A lot of them are, you know, wrist basically use it, breaking the wrist, you know, getting away, how to wait, how to get away, how to defend rather than, and you know, like you said, dictate that isn't rather than, Oh, let me whoop your ass. Yeah. So, so I kind of like that with, with the type of Gracie Jiu Jitsu we do. Did you, when you first came in and started those techniques were part of class, were you at first like, Oh, let's get this, sh- let's get this shit out of the way so we can roll. Um, and then over time, did you start to enjoy it? Yeah, uh, that's actually exactly it. I was just kind of like, because it's different for Paul, because Paul had been doing jujitsu for many years. I'd never even touched it um, or even thought about doing it until my daughters fell in love with it. And then they made me do it. Mm. And uh, so for me, yeah, it was like, wow, this is stupid. This would never work if I was doing this or this would never work. I was that guy. Like, oh, oh, I can get past yeah. that. But then if you, you do it enough, you're like, actually this would work oddly well. You know, it seems ridiculous when you're drilling it, but you're like, well, actually, and once I realized that, that it would actually work, it, I didn't mind it nearly as much. And also when I got closer to my blue belt test where I knew it was part of the curriculum I had to do, um, I really started doing a lot. And I was on there, I was, every class I was on the side doing these uh, 17 attacks and defenses, mm-hmm. the takedown defenses, all these things. And it, it, it's all functional stuff and it leads to what we do in jujitsu, but it really applies to people learning self-defense. So yeah, it's, yeah, I was definitely bored and then less bored (laughs) with it. I can see why a lot of people don't, don't do it. And I'm, I'm making plans at the moment to open my own school later this year. So I'm speaking to a lot of people doing a lot of research and as bad as this sounds, I'm thinking in my mind, okay, what's the class structure, the weekly schedule that I'm going to put in place that's going to make people enjoy training at my school the most and therefore retain those students? Yep. And you, you say, I think that's why a lot of people will drop it out because, you know, they want, they want the student to come out there and having to really enjoy the, the class. Um, ben Askren did a bit on this on the Joe Rogan podcast where he's talking about, you know, wrestlers, the top, top wrestlers, they will drill shit over and over and over 
and over. And I think that's all well and good, right? If you're there to be a world champion, you're there to be the best jiu-jitsu fighter in the world. Um, or, you know, think of self-defense as an aspect, right? It's, it, if you really want to be a student of the art, then that's great. But then you've got to weigh that up with the business side of things. And I can see how it easily just gets pushed. Aside. Well, yeah, you, you got to keep your people engaged. And yeah. self-defense, isn't, for the most part, isn't going to keep people engaged. That's why you see so many quick seminars for, for self-defense. It's like, oh, we can do a self-defense seminar in a few hours, and then you, you don't really touch on it again. Like, you a know? Cross, like a CrossFit self-defense seminar? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Those are super good. I'm going to throw this box at you because I can jump on it. Anyways, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, we've talked about it before. Like, what would you do? You know, it's, I think most jujitsu people do like, ah, oh, what if I have my own gym? I would totally do it this way. And it's, it's tough. It's really hard if you put your thought process to it. It's like, wow, mm. how am I going to keep people wanting to do this part, even though this part's more important? The quest, I think the question is, how do you make it fun and interesting for people? And there's a couple of different games that I've, I've played at um, our school in different schools. And there was one that uh, I think it comes down from Carlson Gracie uh, or, originally. Um, that, you know, it's the school I train at or one of the schools. And the game was you split into two teams and each team stands on the end of, uh, stands at the end of the room and each person has a king. So that person has their arms and legs tied and the goal of the other team is to steal the king and drag him across the line. But you can only, but you're allowed to tap people out. So there's no strikes involved, but once one person gets tapped out, then you can go two on one, three on one, and it goes like that. That's so it, may, yeah, it, does. So it's a, it sounds like a, maybe a more fun way to make you more aware of how do you fight when there's multiple people going on. And it's just one example of maybe how you could do that. Yeah, that actually sounds like, like fun. Um, to your point, I think you've got to keep people engaged, mm-hmm. but you can't have people that can't fight right? They got to be able to defend themselves because you don't want to put a black belt on somebody that just couldn't defend themselves in a street fight. That's just silly. Yeah. So I I think a lot of, a lot of schools are so competition focused that, and they think competition is based on physicality. So they're going to have 45 minutes of warmups and they're going to just kill people. Then they're going to show 15 minutes of techniques. And then you got another 45 minutes of high level rolling after that. Well, you're only catering to a very small sect of the population where a lot of them, to your point, are like Kip and I. We're middle-aged men with a couple of kids and we work a lot of hours. And you know what I don't want to do? 45 minutes warm-ups. You know what I want to, don't want to do? 45 minutes of trying to you know, keep people from, people from killing me. But to your point, I wouldn't mind a game. You know, I wouldn't mind a yeah. small warm-up. You learn a little bit of self-defense stuff that's going to help me in a street fight. Learn a couple of moves on uh, more sport jujitsu. Uh, maybe do a little bit of flow rolling. Uh, you know what I mean? That way it's keeping me engaged and I'm learning different things throughout the class. Like you got a little bit of the self-defense, you got a little bit of the sport, you got a little bit of the flow rolling, you got a little bit of the harder rolls. Mm. Or maybe you have uh, a self-defense class one day a week, a competition class another day a week, and advanced class another day a week. You know, that way you can kind of cater to more people at different times. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on your student unless, body and all that kind of fun stuff. I mean, unless with a, like we said, self-defense is not flashy. It's not fun um, mm-hmm. right off the bat. So that's, that's the only problem with that. So if you set out a, a time frame for that, how many people are, you know are going to avoid that class? We're going to be like, guess Monday's out. People, people, turn up, people turn up to the competition class. People will do that. Correct. The self-defense class. Yeah. 
I thought well, yeah. one of the things I I've seen done is where you go, okay, grab a partner, everyone grab a partner about your size. Uh, you're going to roll. One person's going to do open hand slaps, but they can't use jujitsu. The other person's going to use use jujitsu. Yeah, we do that with uh, gloves. So it's a, hell, it's a hell of a lot of fun, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, Paul hates it. Depends on your partner. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we we have a few guys that go a little hard on the punching aspect of it. Like instead of just pointing, because of the slaps and the gloves for us, all that's pointing out is that there's an opening that they were taking advantage of, and someone's yeah. going to use in a street fight or whatever it is. Well, guess what? <laughs> that's fine and and all good, but please don't deck me for said opening. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had a guy, and he was a. Uh, multiple time cage fighter and he's a Muay Thai fighter and he's his jujitsu was kind of subpar, right? He wasn't even a blue belt yet. He's probably close to a blue belt level. He knew some shit, but, mm-hmm. but he could fight, you know, he was a cage fighter and he, he was pretty good at it. And we did that where you put on some gloves and you do a little bit of the grounded pound and it, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah. Like it's not the same shit. Like my jujitsu just took a huge step back. So yeah, yep. to your point, you need to train some striking stuff. Otherwise it's, it's just not realistic. It makes your jujitsu better. Oh, it does. It tightens it up. You know, it's, it's, it's going to function a lot better because you can't, you know, how do you get punched? You give space. You know, how do you get beaten jujitsu? Giving space. Yeah. For the most part. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Fun, fun. It makes you more of an expert when you watch the UFC as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I like to be the most knowledgeable person in that in every room. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> just, a, just a quick time check. I've got about 10 more minutes. That, yeah, that sounds about right because Paul's going to take a nap. You, yeah, because it's late for you guys, right? And you've got to get up at like the, the, the butt crack of dawn. Um, yep. So, <clears throat> you know, we've covered a lot of good stuff, guys. I feel like I could talk talk to you guys for hours. I've really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. What Any any other kind of topics you, you wanted to hit on before? This is more your thing. <laughs> I'm an off-the-cuff kind of guy. <laughs> I was just thinking you're going to sling questions at us and we're going to be like, oh, I know this one or not. Yeah. Random questions. I don't, I'm not so like Tim. Is it the lightning round? Can we do the lightning round? The light, the lightning fast, round. fast questions, just one after another. Oh, shit, that says more about me than maybe about you if I'm asking the questions, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know what to... Uh, I thought my, I thought my, the only planned question I had was why do you continue to train jujitsu? The rest of it is just going to be a little bit off the cuff, actually. Well, well let me ask you something. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to force your kids into training jujitsu because it keeps them safe and it makes you feel better or not? Because we kind of, we don't really struggle with it because we're lucky that we have kids that like it, but if they didn't like it, would I make them do it because they should or not? Like, should it be required? Like you live in this household, this is what you do or don't push it because that's just going to push them away. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, there are very few things that I'll ever force my kids to do. There's, there's the basic stuff like you've just gone for a shit. You need to wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and it's like she's three and a half. It's two in the morning. I don't want to wash my hands. I'll wake my sister up. You need to wash your hands. You've just gone for a shit. <laughs> no, no, no. You're washing your hands. <laughs> so this, 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 there's that kind of stuff. But I, you know, I've always been, you know, my parents never forced me to do anything. And um, I wouldn't want, I'd love them to do jujitsu. And I think particularly even more so being that I've got two girls yep. and I think the self-defense element is, you know, and unfortunately, you know, most physical violence is done, you know, against women. Exactly, um, yeah. So I think it's, it's more important. So I'd love them to do it, but 
maybe they just don't like it. You know, my wife doesn't like the idea of jujitsu. I'm not going to force it. You know, I, I think my idea is to encourage them as much as possible to do different things. And when I see something they like, try to, you know, help them down that path. Um, there was a Clark, uh, Clark Gracie was doing a seminar and his, his dad, Carly Gracie, who, um, yeah, Carly is, is, is the right name, right? Um, and I was chatting to him. I said, you know, what did you do about, you know, introducing Clark to jujitsu? And he was, he's a Gracie, right? He's bound to get into jujitsu at some, at some point or another. Um, and he said, you know, I'd be on the mat, but I wouldn't teach him a technique. I would say to one of the other instructors, oh, can you just go and show Clark to adjust this part of what he's doing? So even though he was in jujitsu, he didn't want to be the one teaching him. And I think it's, I see it with my my niece as well. She's now 14 and she says stuff to her mother. It's like, oh, mom, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, that's, yeah, that's the right thing to say or to do. And it's just because it's your parents. So, yeah, I, 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 you know, I like to show them what the opportunities are and help them as much along the way. But, you know, try to encourage them to make as much of their own decisions as possible. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like I said, we just, we all got really lucky. Or, well, me and Kip did. But, yeah, it's just, uh, it, makes, it makes us feel good that they do this kind of stuff. So, like you said, we don't, we're not pushy parents. We don't force anything. But it's just, wow, this is a really, really valuable thing to learn, too. So, mm. yeah, we always wondered uh, other people's opinions on that. Yeah. He did. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> You're just going to force them into it. I, I care. Oh, you don't care, you don't care about my opinion. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's uh, where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you made your thoughts clear when it came to the videos. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, your videos are awesome. Like, very informative. Thank you. If very you much, I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what video, let me ask, okay, let me ask you this. What video would you think you would do outside Jiu-Jitsu Technique? Outside of jiu-jitsu technique? Yeah. Is there something to perfect my donut eating? Because if, if there is. If you get like a one pound dumbbell. I just do loads of curls. I like, yeah. <laughs> uh, donut curls. I like those. Donut I like curls. Jelly-filled, jelly-filled donut curls. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> no, I'm, I, uh, honestly, uh, I looked at a lot of your, your grip strength one. Okay. Um, and I like that. Like, I don't really use my grip strength at all. I'm more of a passive player. Like, oh, you want that collar? Great. I'm going to grab your other one. <laughs> I hold on just enough to make him do two hands on one. That's my thing. Like, that's oh, like, here. And my hands. Yeah. And it's, it's great for me because my hands don't take the abuse that they did when I started when I was holding on for dear life to every collar I could get hold of. I, st I still do that. If, it's, if, I, if I get your collar, it's mine now, and you're never getting it back. So I liked your grip strength thing. I, I listened to your uh, podcast about it. I'm like, hey, I do the hanging thing. But yeah. I, used to do, I used to do it. I think Steve Maxwell brought up the fact that it cured his shoulder issues. Maybe yeah. it was it? Yeah, so I'll just hang. And yeah, it helps the grip strength, and it helps my shoulders at the same time. It's like a I've heard it from a few different places, yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be the one. I have a question. Do you tape your fingers? No, unless, unless I'm injured, unless yeah. I'm injured, I, okay. I'm not saying my fingers never get sore, um, whether it's just, I've been lucky, my fingers have been okay, but I've always, uh, you know, I did a bit of rock climbing before I started jujitsu. Oh, okay. Always, yeah. There you I, go. 
I've always done a bit of, you know, always done grip strength training. And I think, I think that's helped a lot, you know. And for me, I, I very rarely roll where I'm using like all my strength. Not like yeah. even if yeah. I did, it's suddenly going to make me like, you know, amazing or anything. But if anyone I, else could learn that, by the way, I just want to throw that out there. If anybody else could learn that quicker, that'd be great. <laughs> Good Lord. Everyone tries to gr- like kill everything. It's like, you're not helping yourself at all. Yeah. I was I was always very conscious of when I started jujitsu because I was like about a hundred and three kilos, so about two hundred and forty pounds when I started. I was gonna I, ask you to go ahead and explain that number. <laughs> two forty. About two thirty, two thirty, two forty. Maybe two thirty. Maybe two thirty, right? Yeah. Um I you know, I'd come from playing rugby, so I was always very conscious right at the start of being I didn't want to be that big guy. Right. It's, it's just, funny, but the big guys are the only people that get that, though. Yeah. Because um, we had a whole show about it with a friend of ours, a bigger dude, yeah. former army vet, awesome dude, hilarious, and that was that was all it came down to. He's like, I was so aware of it. He was actually, you know, stifling his learning because he was overly aware of it and not using it at all. Yeah. So his pressure kind of sucked, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. What I'll tell you one real quick one because Paul reminded me. Um, we have an adopt a white belt thing. We said it for the longest time. If you're a blue belt or above, grab grab a white belt that's just lost and or all of them like Paul likes to. Mm. He gets so excited with new people. He adopts them all and tries to help them out with basics, things that he can teach. He can teach a lot of shit. He's not a blue belt, by the way. Um, and uh, I adopted my first white belt, and his name's Austin. And, um, I don't know if I've helped him or hindered him, but he says that it helps, <laughs> but he, he, we, what'd you call him, Paul? What was his nickname when we started the human Sibian? And, uh, do you know what that is? Human Simeon. Sibian. 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 Symbian. Yeah. Uh, go. No. Go. Sibian. Sibian. Uh, you're going to have to Google it. You can take us later. <laughs> Yeah, just Google it. Do not do if you have a work computer. Do not do, do not Google that on your work computer. Okay, uh, it, it, it vibrates at a very high level of speed. If it's oh computer. shit! I know what a Sibian is now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I've seen those videos. Brought it home. <laughs> I've seen Got those it. videos. <laughs> so, so that's that's what we named him because it, as soon as you you slapped and bumped, this dude started shaking so bad. He was just so tense. He would shake, and that's what we named him. <laughs> and yeah, oh, that's so brilliant. <laughs> it's not though. It is, but it's not. It was so bad. But uh it was a lot of fun trying to get that get him to stop doing that. So but he's pretty proud of his nickname, to be honest with you. <laughs> so uh but yeah, but that's that was just the thing. He was so tense, he was trying to, you know, not lose at all times. And I came up with a phrase fr- from working with him is, you know is uh you know winning's not always you know what, what was it again i don't know what you said uh, oh winning's not always le- uh, learning so it's yeah. just you know it's it's when losing is it can be learning winning can be learning but you know everyone thinks they have to win every single time they get out there they get that tense that they shake like that and you know it's just not it's it's winning is not always you know learning and learn to lose and you'll learn a lot more it's I just, yeah, that's just all I got to say about that. I was listening to a Jocko podcast and I like what he said when he's, you know, rolling with new guys and he tells them, Hey, relax. 
and they don't understand that. So then he says, relax harder. <laughs> so I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like, like when, when you're new and you're watching a couple purple belts or above roll, it looks like they're murdering each other. Like they're just getting after it. And it's a fight. <laughs> but what they don't understand is it's all controlled technique. And if they don't have any control or technique, but they're going that hard, you need to relax so that you can learn control and technique. So when you're telling them to relax, it's like, well, then you're just going to kick my ass faster and, and worse. So it's, it's hard to get through to, to new people how important it is to relax and why. So we try to kind of portray that on, on newer people, I guess. That's our shit. Yeah. I, I, I'll do this when I roll with someone where they, I'll give them about, about a minute and then I'll go, you done now <laughs> because they are. <laughs> Because they'll, they'll, they'll physically be done. And this, uh, you know, it's even you know, right up through the belts. The people, I see some people that even tense up when they're drilling stuff. And I like to think oh, of... Oh, that's yeah. the worst, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like minimum effect. What's the, what's the minimum amount of tension you need to uh, execute this technique? And one of my big mistakes was I was too loose for a long time. I was like, oh, jujitsu, my friend. And <laughs> all, all fluid and, and, and flowy. But I, re, you know, I realized that it's, think of it if you hang from a pull-up bar, right? How much strength do you need to hang from a pull-up bar? You can't be completely loose. You'll fall off. But you don't want to be a death grip because you get a burnout. And it's that minimum amount of tension where a reactive strength. I hold on to you, you know, with a nice frame and a good position. And then when right. you move, that's when I tense up. Right. It's like uh, Tim Ferriss's, uh, was it minimal effective dose? Yep. That's what you do. Yeah. That's what exactly. I got it from. Yeah, that's where I stole it from. <laughs> check, check. Gotcha. <laughs> Why, why'd you got to fuck that up for him? He sounded so intelligent right there. Man, I was impressed until he, you, he gave you up. I would edit that shit out. Edit Paul out. We, we clearly listened to all the same shit, read all the same books. I can't stand either one of you. I'm so glad we're almost done. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a new best friend. <laughs> Bye, Kip. <laughs> well, we have a new host for Grappling Dads. This dude's got two podcasts now. <laughs> oh, man. This has been a lot of fun. I, I, I unfortunately need to wrap up. I don't know you guys have got to get up late now. Well, not for you, but for one of you. Yeah, I got I to gotta go to bed. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm going to go eat some cereal. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are, what, what, what's your favorite cereal? Um, I mean, Lucky Charms is a real solid winner for me because um, I'm a very large child. <laughs> Paul, Paul's just shaking his head. Hell yeah, he is. You've got to see his face. <laughs> I, my kids have never tasted cereal. They have no idea what it is. I haven't had cereal since I was, oh man, <laughs> early teenager. I just won't do it. it. <laughs> my whole family lives on cereal. <laughs> These motherfuckers, they live next door. And, and they'll be like, yeah, we're having some cereal for dinner. And my wife and I just look at each other like, what? Are they fucking serious? <laughs> oh, they are. They're, they're just pouring bowls of cereal for dinner. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Parent of the year, bitch. Parent of the year. Oh, man. Cereal. I remember cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Since this paleo shit kicked in. Oh, that's the worst thing. You can't eat with any of your friends. You know, sorry, I can't eat that. No, I just make them miserable. No, I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not like a paleo Nazi. You know, I'll eat. If someone cooks me a meal, I'm like, I'm, I'm grateful they cooked me a meal and I throw right. it away. Um, I don't, but. <laughs> 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 
I at least wait till they turn around <laughs> to throw it away. <laughs> I hope I hope I'm not a paleo athlete. I don't feel like I'm one, but I don't know. Ask my mother-in-law. She's she's very accommodating though. She's very good. Better than being like a vegan or a keto Nazi, I suppose. Or like a CrossFit. A CrossFit vegan keto. <laughs> oh, dude. Not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Right. On that note, we've, we've, covered, we've covered, I think, God and, and Satan in one podcast. That's a first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're special. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts before I stop recording? Um, no, just if uh, anybody wants to listen to the Grappling Dads podcast, uh, if they want to email us at the dads at grapplingdads.com, follow us on social media at Grappling Dads Anywhere, and yeah, we'd appreciate it. And thanks, it's been fun. I appreciate the interview, it's been a good time. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, guys. Check it out, check out the show for sure. Right? Um, I've laughed my ass off for the last two hours, I'm sure you're gonna laugh your ass <laughs> off and get potentially get educated when you listen to their show as well. So, go check it out for sure. Yeah, we we do have a black. We have a number of black belts that write in, so they're intelligent. They bring the smarts. We bring. We'll figure that out. We'll figure out what we bring. We'll let you know. Delivery. <laughs> yeah, we deliver the said information. Delivery. Yeah. In quotations. There you go. Right, guys. The Grappling Dads. The Grappling Dads podcast. Right. I'm gonna pot stop. I'm very excited to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by the Mallorca BJJ Yoga Festival. If you listen to one of our recent episodes with uh, Mr. Joe Nordebert, uh, who is a black belt instructor um, under the Hodger Gracie team and runs and, and teaches Jiu-Jitsu at his academy in Mallorca, he talked at length about a really exciting festival that he's got coming up in October of this year the Mallorca BJJ Yoga Yoga Festival. So obviously it's a mix of jiu-jitsu, it's a mix of yoga, and it's going to be for one week in, in October on the island of Mallorca, which is in the Mediterranean. If you've never been to Mallorca, it's an incredibly beautiful island, um, really idyllic, ama- amazing clear blue water, amazing food, amazing culture, and the weather in October is going to be absolutely perfect. So depending on where you live, if you need to escape the winter blues and get a dose of vitamin D, I've been to the island myself, spent time with Joe there. It's a fantastic place. He's a fantastic guy. But, uh, you know, more than that, you're going to get some incredible jiu-jitsu instruction there. The confirmed people so far, and these are only the ones that Joe's, Joe has announced, uh, Mauricio Gomez. Um, not every, Most of you will know who Mauricio is, but those of you who don't, that's Hodger Gracie's father. Um, so to learn jiu-jitsu from one, a person who in his own right was an incredible competitor back in his day, you should listen to some of the stories, but also would have been a key influence in the success of who is, in my opinion, the greatest jiu-jitsu fighter of all time. That's a person you absolutely want to, to learn from. Um, done a few lessons with him and myself in the past and can absolutely vouch for the quality of the instruction you'll get there. Also, Ross Nichols. Uh, you know, one of the the most prominent uh, BJJ black belts in the UK. Ross was on the on the show a couple of weeks ago, and also you've got Daniel Strauss, aka the Raspberry Ape, uh, and uh, both Ross and Daniel, both Hodger Gracie black belts, both prominent uh, competitors in the UK scene. And Daniel Strauss, obviously very unique in his approach to strength and conditioning as well. So, and those are just the three people that Joe's announced. Um, and on so there'll be there'll be jujitsu every day. 
There'll be yoga every day. You can mix and match between between them both. And it's knowing Joe. The setup is going to be brilliant. There's going to be amazing food there at this hotel. You know, these this guy knows how how to you know put on put on a good show. And what's even more exciting is that he's given me a discount code that I can give to you. That you can use to get ten percent off your booking plus 50 euros as a credit to spend at the hotel so if you bought a room for two people you'll get 10 percent off plus you will get 100 euros to spend at the hotel so that's a pretty good deal if you ask me that uh, code is early griff 50 i'll put it in the show description below so you, you know you, you can work past my accent and the other really good thing about um the way Joe has set this up is that it's only 250 euros to reserve a place. So if you haven't got all the money now, you can reserve your spot and you can actually get a refund up until the second, the second of August. So you can put your money down now because there's only 300 places, guys. 300 places, and you know, with with how big jujitsu is in Europe at the moment, those are going to go quickly. So I've, if I was you, I would really, I would snap up the opportunity and get on top of that as quickly as you can. And if you're having an hour and just reserve your space, and you've got up until you have up until April the second to get a full refund. So you know, I'd advise you to book your space um, as quickly as you can, and then you can always get the refund up until April the second. So I'm going to put an, a bit of information. In the show description with the the, the, the discount code, uh, the at MBJJ Yoga Fest, the Instagram handle, and also the website where you can go and book. Um, but you know, at the very least, guys, get onto Instagram, follow those guys, and find out what's going on. But I would highly recommend going to the festival in in, in Mallorca, train BJJ for a week, do some yoga, have a have a damn good time, and you know, fingers crossed, maybe I can make it out there from California as well.